You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. It's been setting here as we're getting close to the microphone. I'm going to do this like... What we're doing? Is it the movie or... All of it. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, the, the spider characters that aren't necessarily Peter. Yeah, that's what we need to... Yeah, that's what we want to focus on. So, uh, I'm going to go for my NPR host voice now. You're on another episode of At The Diner on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. There was some post a while ago that was talking about like your NPR name is like your your favorite songwriter and then a pattern. So um, <laughs> mine would be, um, I'll go with, uh, my name is Tartan Cobain. And this is, <laughs> it's not even true. It'd be Billy Joel. So it'd be Tartan yeah. Joel. Yeah. Oh, it's the, so, so I wouldn't be John Argyle. I would be uh, Argyle John. That doesn't make sense. Well, what's your, your favorite songwriter? Oh, Elton John. John Petrucci. Oh, Petrucci. So it would be it would be Argyle, Argyle Petrucci. Petrucci. Yeah, that has a certain. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I like it. It's good stuff. We're talking Spider Verse, thanks to a wonderful recommendation from this Alejandra, is one of our wonderful patrons on Patreon. Uh, but also thanks to everybody who's a patron. That would be Jess. That would be Alejandra. That would be Mariah. That would be Misty. And that would be Miranda. If you put them together, they're Jam with three M's. How about that? Jam. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, so we're talking Spider-Verse uh, per Alejandra's recommendation. Um, but in particular, as Mr. Rambo was so nice to point out, it's other characters other than your typical regular neighborhood Spider-Man. So we want to talk about some of the other characters. There's, I'll kick it off because um, we, we talked about it a little bit before um, we got started. My favorite was Peter B. Parker and... Yes, it's still Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and he is traditional Spider-Man in, in every sense. But he has a different story because normally bad shit happens to Spider-Man and he always bounces back. And he's always great and he's lovable and he's wonderful and he's quippy and he's funny. But this Spider-Man lost Aunt May. This Spider-Man uh, lost his marriage to Mary Jane. And he didn't just bounce back. He put on some weight. He lost his will to really be a superhero in general. In fact, when we see him in uh, Into the Spider-Verse, he's in sweatpants and a trench coat. And um, if there was ever a cosplay that was pretty much written for me, it would be that, because I just need a Spider-Man shirt and I got this. So, I, I mean, I got I got depth now, man. They're, they're finding characters that really like hit on this concept of having trauma and not just bouncing back, not being bulletproof, so to speak, that superheroes are still human and that they have emotions and that trauma fucks them up too. And like, it's been kind of awesome to see that like superheroes deal with this shit too. And, and it's, it's something that's really humanized a lot of these comic book stories. And it's something I really appreciated too, because you start integrating that into society and then people stop expecting people to be robots. People stop saying things to military veterans who came back from being deployed three times 
um, you'll they'll stop saying things like, oh, well, that's past you. So just put it past you. You know, you just need to move on. You need to think about other things like they're going to stop saying like destructive shit like that. It, it's going to end eventually because you see that even in our superheroes, even in our media, that it's it's become a thing that's no longer cool. So um, there's my long winded reason why I love Peter B. Parker. So. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, and there's, and, and I think, I think when we did our review of Spider-Verse, however many moons ago that was, um, I remember bringing up the fact that like it's, it's new ground for Peter Parker's Spider-Man because like generally when we see him, he's young, he's kind of just figuring out the hero thing for the first time. And when we, when we meet him in Spider-Verse, it's like, no, he's been Spider-Man for a while. He is experiencing all the negative outcomes that have come with dedicating your life to being a hero. Like, oh, Mary Jane is not just waiting around being okay with you being a hero. Like, she left. You know, your support system in Aunt May is gone. Like, all, like, all, like, you're, you're seemingly your motivations for being a hero when we first meet him are gone because he's let himself go. And this is whole new ground for, for Spider Man, which, which is why I think. So many people really kind of resonated with his character in particular because it's not, you know, normal 20 something genius, you know, Sp uh, Peter Parker who, who has it all figured out. Yeah. And it was the first time that really like the character kind of grew with us because so many of us picked up the character as a kid and that we're adults and we're like, well, fuck, he's in the same boat that I am. You know, like I wish, you know, I didn't have a gut too, you know, like <laughs> my, super, my superhero pants probably don't fit me anymore either. Like it, it was, it was nice to have it resonate. Um, MC, like give me a, give me a Spider-Verse character um, other than the standard regular neighborhood Spider-Man. Give me, give me a Spider-Verse character that you thought was pretty sweet. Well, can I go with the obvious in Miles? Uh, yes. <laughs> just, yeah. Like uh, the, the obvious in, in Miles, just because I feel like, I mean, one, just on the, the, basic level uh you know afro afro latino kid you know uh getting the representation getting on uh, being being on screen and getting his own story um which is awesome but but i also think in some ways spider-verse also legitimized the miles character in a lot of ways because uh from my understanding miles was created i want to say in like 2010 i want to say and everything i heard about his character was that I mean, you know how the you know how you know the nerd community can be. There was a lot of outcry, you know, about why, like, why are they, why is Spider Man this little little black kid? Like, why are they doing this? And and there was a lot of controversy around it. And uh, for a number of years, I want to say I, I've heard stuff like, oh yeah, it's uh, you know his comic stories weren't really all that great either, which you know kind of added fuel to the people who were already crying foul at miles, you know, being the one to take over this mantle. And I think we've gotten so far removed from that. And we're at a place now where like my young nieces are going to, are going to know miles Morales as their Spider-Man, like, which is no shade to Peter Parker, but they're going to like, they're going to, they're going to know miles as you know their Spider-Man. Like that, that's one of the first movies one of the first Spider-Man movies that they got to go see. Uh, and, and the great thing about it too, is it didn't feel like, like there's, there's no way you could watch the Spider-Verse movie and, and, you know, cry that this is any type of like pandering 
because it is everything you want in a, in a Spider-Man story. And even even though there are so many things about the movie that shouldn't work, like having all of these other characters that are getting a lot of screen time that are not Miles, and and having different animation styles for the various characters that come in, like nothing about that should work. And yet, it's very comic booky. It's very fun, but it, it, it's also a really great story that never seems like it isn't focused on Miles and his development from, you know, being the being uh, being the new kid at this prep school and getting his powers to, hey, he's like legitimately Spider-Man. Like he has fully embraced Spider-Man by the by the end of the film and. Uh, yeah, that's that's going to be my obvious answer, Miles. That's a good answer, though, man. I like that. Mr. Monik, I know you are a huge Spider-Man fan. In fact, so much so that um, your original fake GGR name was an amalgam <laughs> of Captain America and um, and Spider-Man. Yeah, they're they're my top two. Those two and like the X-Men, you know, growing up, those were my those were my go tos. Um, Steve Parker or Peter Rogers? Pete Pete Rogers. Pete Rogers. Pete Rogers. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Parker would have been the, the mirror mirror universe evil version of me without a beard, ironically. <laughs> oh, I, oh, 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 oh. Callback call back to previous episode. Yeah. MC. The reason in pop culture why someone who is like the evil version of you has a goatee <laughs> comes from Star Trek. Yeah. Because evil what? Spock evil Spock from the mirror universe had a goatee. And that's how you knew he was evil. And, and that it, became it, the running gag is like when when an evil version of you showed up, they had a fucking goatee. <laughs> Just how does that work with yeah. us? Because all four of us are bearded. So like, does that mean, like are, we the, are we the evil versions of ourselves in some alternate universe? Well, that becomes like there's a there's a South Park joke about that where there's an, an, a, a, a version of Cartman shows up with a goatee. Only he's the good guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cartman is the is the monster version of that guy. I guess we'd all have like mutton chops would be the I don't know. Uh, uh, like uh, sweet like lemmy like yeah. <laughs> out to the sides. Um yeah, so uh yeah, so uh, my kind of non core Peter Parker Spider-Man. Um there's a couple of them, but I go to the comics. I I've, I've always kind of had a soft spot for for Ben Riley the the clone slash was maybe gonna be the real guy but no actually he's a clone guy um and, and that's the off maligned uh clone saga of, of spider-man where um i don't have 17 hours to go through the clone <laughs> saga history and information right now so yeah. needless to say he's a copy of of peter parker so you might consider this cheating a little bit but uh, what I've always kind of liked about Ben Riley, and um, he hasn't, he well, he wasn't into into the Spider Verse. He wasn't in that film, and he wasn't, uh, he hasn't been in the the MCU or anything like that. But the thing I like about him is he's a great character for people who are trying to find their place. Really good character for someone who might feel like they're in the shadow of somebody else, like they're looking up to someone, someone who's great or whatever, and he's like where do I fit in? Like, I, I feel like I have stuff to contribute. I feel like I have potential. I feel like, you know, I, I meant to do great things. Where do I plug into all of this? You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, he, he has a very interesting history. Um, 
and it's I've always appreciated his, like his ability to you know kind of be a, be a hero, and I, I'll kind of do Ben Riley slash Kane, who's kind of a, a, a messed up clone of Peter Parker, who who also takes on the Scarlet Spider mantle as well. So I'll just kind of say the Scarlet Spider, the different people who have been that entity, uh, a couple different clones of Peter have have been that Spider Man. Um, and I'm not going to get into the other or any of that stuff either. Um, but <laughs> we are but, all the better for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which did come up a little bit in the Spider Verse comic line, the the original one, the, the whole other versus the uh, what is it the the inheritors is that what they're called uh, anyway. Um, but but that just kind of theme uh, of you know who am I supposed to be with all this potential and all this like desire and intensity that i have i want to be someone you know and, and i think we've all felt that at some point and it speaks to the the marvel kind of like flawed character mentality they have and his flaw was like i i, I want to help tell me how to help like let me be that guy like how, how do i do this um and that, that at least that's how i always kind of took that character on and and um yeah, it just I, that resonated with me different times in my life. So I've always had a soft spot for that particular Spider-Man. Mr. Rambo, what say ye? Um, well, let's see. I mean, I, I certainly... Spider-Gwen, or, you know, the Ghost Spider, which is her actual, like, superhero name, has probably the best costume design of the last... 10 years if not right. more Agreed. Um, I, want, I want a spider gwen shirt so bad but they don't make it in fat guy sizes so. yeah <laughs> fucking discrimination god damn it um and like there's a there's a, a moment i'm gonna be end up i'm pulling from the the comics as well um the uh, uh, uh there's a moment when peter and her are talking uh, they basically they both can be kind of standoffish for for a while, like you know, because Spider Verse in the comic is a gigantic. It's it's every like I was telling Mike earlier. It's every incarnation of Spider Man in every form of media ever. They all show up in some fashion, um, and six one six Peter ends up being like the default leader of everybody, um, with some. There's some clashing back and forth, various characters, uh, one of which I'll talk about in a second. Um, superior. But, yeah, it was superior, yeah. Um, there's there's this great moment where, like, you know, Peter and Gwen kind of realize that they've both kind of been avoiding each other. Um, and they have this great conversation. There's this beautiful moment where the two of them are like, you know, um, here in my world, you know, my Gwen Stacy died. Uh, she, you know, I, was, I wasn't able to save her. And Gwen says to Peter, he's like, well, you know, in my world, Peter died. And they both are like, you know, well, I guess we just have to watch each other's backs. And it's this perfect distillation of like, we are going to take care of each other. This is an opportunity that we didn't get before. And it's, it is absolutely spot on perfect. Um, and I do love that. And I love like fucking punk rock, badass Gwen Stacy. But, uh, if I have to pick a non, a non Peter Parker Spider Man, and this is kind of a cheat, and I'll explain why in a second. Um, it's yeah, got to be clone of the Spider Man. I picked the clone of the guy. So we're yeah. we're yeah the same <laughs> ballpark. <laughs> Superior Spider Man is the is honestly the book 
that funny enough, a lot of Peter, a lot of Spider-Man fans stopped reading Spider-Man when the story happened and I, I got into it. I specifically got into it. Um, like it's what pulled me back Dan in. Slott, dude. Dude, Dan Slott's Dan writing. Slott, God damn it. Dan Slott is one of these writers. There's, there's, I, I can think of like two or three of them where they're not there to undo anything. They're not, they're there to tell their story, but what, but their story, they're such a student of whatever they're writing that they know the history to the beginning and everything matters. Everything happened. It's all one giant story and I'm going to tie all of it together. And all the, Oh, oh that, that thing that you didn't like, I'm bringing it back. Cardiac is a major character in Dan Slott's 10 year Spider-Man run. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, Google that shit. Uh, it is very silly character. Um, but yeah, so, so slot is the one who wrote spider verse. Um, uh, 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 superior Spider-Man is Dr. Octopus as Spider-Man. Otto Octavius realizes that, uh, he's dying. Uh, his, his body is, his, his mind is sharp as ever, but his body is physically dying. So he's like, all right, what are we going to do? Well, do I know anybody who's young and strong and healthy? I do. So he body swaps with Peter Parker. And his plan is to be like, well, now I'm all, you know, I'm all jacked and shit. And I'm going to go do my Doc Ock thing. Um, and the plan was supposed to be, I'm going to wipe out Peter's brain. His mind will be gone completely. And I can take over his body and be fine. But, and this is one of those, like, nerd comic things that, like, is just cheesy enough. Peter is so strong and such a good and heroic man that Otto Octavius can't get rid of him fully. And so Peter ends up being both the sort of angel on his shoulder but he's also so good a person that he won't allow uh, uh, Octavius to be a dickhead. He won't allow him to be a villain. Um, let, me, let me adjust that. He won't want to be a villain. He's totally a dickhead. Um, <laughs> so just, just ask Vulture during that run. How, how, oh, how all that goes. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, so, the, and, and, and the story isn't about Dr. Octopus becoming Peter Parker. The story is about Dr. Octopus becoming Spider-Man. And you get all these flashbacks and all these 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 retcons, um, which, real quick, to be clear, for anybody who doesn't know, retcon, portmanteau of retroactive continuity. It's going back in time, or or or, or re re uh, examining something from the past, something from previous continuity, and sort of like giving it a new spin or a different perspective. Um, so there's all these retcons with. Octavius's childhood growing up and about like, you know, you learn more about who he was as a person um, and it reframes his perspective. And so he's like, fine, fuck it. I have to be, if I'm going to be a hero, I'll be a hero. But if I have to be Spider-Man, I will be the superior Spider-Man. I will be better than Peter Parker ever was. And of course he's not, um, but he's going to do it. His, he's going to do his absolute best. Um, so you get this Spider-Man who's like, he's doing good things and he's trying his best to help people, but he's a douchebag. <laughs> like he's such a yeah. jerk. Um, but it's, it's honestly, man, it, 
Superior Spider-Man, it's like 24 issues. It's one of the best Spider-Man stories I've ever read. Um, and you, it deals with like a ton of different characters. Um, uh, uh, to what Steve is referencing, um, Vulture uh, has this like crew of like little mini vultures that he sends after Spider-Man. And Spider-Man kicks the shit out of them. Um, and they're all wearing these like uh, uh, like paper mache or wooden helmets. Um, and at one point he clocks one of them and it, it's revealed that they're all kids and Spider-Man spirit Spider-Man loses his shit. He's like, you had me abusing children. I'm going to kill you now. And it's like <laughs> flips out. Um, and you get this flashback about young Otto Octavius being abused as a child, being picked on and how he would never let that happen. To anybody else. Um, and there's this fucking romantic angle about it and shit. Anyway, uh, 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 as with most things, I can talk about this for a long time. Um, being able to 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 reframe the you know what does it mean to be a hero story through the lens of one of Spider-Man's greatest villains, uh, as far as Slot's concerned, arguably his greatest villain, um, is just the coolest concept. Um, and I highly, highly recommend reading that book. Uh, and, and as to what I was referring to earlier about who was leading everybody, uh, Otto very clearly thinks that he should be the one to lead the entire team of spider people. Um, and, uh, and Peter has to, has to, to give him a snaky boot, has to, has to embarrass him in front of everybody and be like, look, man, that's, that's not how it's going down. Um, and, and then even he has to admit like you are the superior Spider-Man. Um, so yeah, yeah. Otto Octavius Spider-Man is, is gotta be my choice. That's a really good pick, man. I, I love, I gotta go back and reread that, that it's series. So it's good. so good. The ending too, how they wrap it all up. It's, it's quite good. I, um, to shamelessly plug here, if you check, um, the website, if you go to greatgeekrefuge.com and you search Spider-Verse, there's a review that I did of Into the Spider-Verse and, I'm not as well-versed in the comic books as Mr. Rambo or Mr. Monik, um, but I have watched a lot of television. <laughs> I've watched a lot of movies. <laughs> and my Spider-Man was always that 90s cartoon. Like, that was kind of my, like, my big delve into the character. But also um, the the movies. I've seen pretty much all of the movies, and I, I've loved all of them. And, like... It was one of those things whenever people would talk about their their favorite superheroes, I was always like, I, I would never claim Spider-Man because it seemed like such an easy out, you know? Like, everybody likes Spider-Man. Fuck, I, I'll come up with somebody else that I like more. Yeah. And in watching Into the Spider-Verse, like, it made me realize how much of a Spider-Man fan I was. Because, like, at, at various points, like, characters are showing up and Jax is like, Dad, who's that? And I'm like, oh, that's uh, Spider-Man Noir. And he's like... What? And I was like, oh, he's like a film noir, like a like a grizzled detective, but he's in black and white. Um, oh, who's the girl? I was like, oh, that's Spider-Gwen. Like, and I knew all of this stuff. And I'm like, how did I absorb this through osmosis? Like, I don't remember reading these comic books. And like all of them, the only ones that, that threw me for a loop that I didn't know were Penny Parker and Sp Spider-Ham. I can say it. <laughs> the spectacular Spider-Ham. Peter Porker, you know. Respect on his fucking name. I, fucking John Mulaney. Like, <laughs> that was such a great character. But, like, I don't know anything about Penny. 
at all? Like, w- like what, what's her deal? Like, does anybody know what, what like it almost, I, I kind of got a vibe of like big hero six where it was like, she was, um, she was hero and, um, her little spider bot was, uh, was Baymax sort of, is it like that or is it different? Hmm. I think, isn't it like anime Spider-Man basically, but like something like that. Yeah. I, I believe she was created for, the Spider-Verse comic line, like when, yes. when that, when that was first coming out, like she was new to that. So I think that's another reason they included her in the film is because, you know, some of the other uh, spider folk that were, were in that film have a little more history, have a little more grounding. Um, although was spider Gwen also made for that. Spider Gwen was, yeah, she was, she was one of the first characters created for that crossover. Um, the, the, and, um, was Jason Latour and Robbie? God damn it! Um, I doubt that's his last name. It's Robbie, probably, God Robbie, God damn it! Um, uh, I'm reading over while you're looking that up. I'm looking at Penny Parker right now. It says the character is depicted as a 14 year old high school student who was adopted by Aunt May and Uncle Ben following the death of her father slash caretaker. She pilots a psychically powered mech suit mm-hmm. built by her father, known as SP slash slash DR, which is partially controlled by a radioactive spider that also shares a psychic, psychic link, link with, with Penny. Penny. That's fucking dope. Created by, co-created by, written by Gerard, Gerard Way. Way. Yeah, I just saw that. Oh. <laughs> yes, MC. God, God damn that talented asshole. Right. <laughs> yeah, she was in like there was a. I I think it was a one shot. Um, because they did a bunch of one shots with like just some of like the new characters or side characters for the Spider Verse like main event storyline. And I think I remember getting that one and it was there were like three or four like small stories. And I think she had her own little story inside of that one. Um, so I was kind of glad to see her in into the Spider-Verse because I, I, I feel like she wasn't really fleshed out as much as she could have been in that storyline. Because it's a really different, cool concept for for Spider-Man. I'm reading it, too. Some of this sounds awesome. Listen to this. It says. Um, she battles her universe's version of Mysterio, an obsessed fanboy of hers. Like, boy, does that kind of fit with the Mysterio character, doesn't it? Like, um, my personal see. favorite Spider-Man villain. Uh, Penny eventually teams up with her universe's version of Daredevil, who had known her father, to battle a group of criminals before being approached by Spider-Ham. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, let me see. Gwen Stacy, Penny Parker. Um, I think the Spiders Man. Um... Oh, oh, that. Oh, please oh, talk <laughs> about that. Please talk about that because I want to. Like, this is like for Allie. This is for you. Um, you asked for this. Just remember that, okay? <laughs> because I'm gonna. We're there gonna. Like, this one makes me makes my skin crawl. Like, <laughs> oh, it's uh, the, the one I'm picking up, man. man. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is. <laughs> uh, he's not so much a man as he is a giant uh, uh what is a group of spiders called i don't know um a night he's, terror. he's, he's night terrors. Yes, night night terror. <laughs> <laughs> he is a a grouping of spiders that are all that all share a hive mind uh that think they are he he is the spider version of swarm um who is one of spiders my... is known as a clutter or a cluster no shit. Okay, he's he is a clutter of spiders uh, that think they are they are all collectively Peter Parker. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I mentioned Swarm, uh, who is one of my favorite 
fucking crazy batshit concepts. Swarm. Steve knows who Swarm is. Swarm is a is a Nazi scientist that is made of bees. (laughs) Who wears a purple cape? He wears purple. Yeah. They are yeah, Swarm is it's it's a hive of bees, uh or hive mind of bees, uh (laughs) that all think they are a Nazi scientist. Uh because comic books are amazing. And I'm picturing being outside right now. It's a nice spring day, and a little bee flies by, and I'm like, "Oh, hello, honey bee." And he says something, and I'm like, "I look at my wife, and I'm like, I think that, I, I think that bee just said something anti-Semitic to me." <laughs> bee just called me a slur. <laughs> also, though, it makes me it makes me think of that cartoon on Cartoon Network, Clarence. Where Clarence invites his friends Jeff and Sumo over for his birthday, and they um, have a mystery pinata, and the mystery ingredient inside the pinata is bees. Oh no! So as soon as they bust open the pinata, <laughs> he goes, "The mystery ingredient is bees," and they come flying out of it. It just made me think of that. So, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Excuse me. Okay, that's not fair. He's not just bees. He's bees surrounding his actual skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> the swarm cover his skeleton and he, that's how he's able to be animated uh, is, is the bones themselves um, what but the yeah fuck? yeah <laughs> on, on Wikipedia team affiliations Nazi Germany number one <laughs> it was Nazi Germany the exterminators Sinister Six and the hateful hexed or the hateful hexad um, because again comic books are amazing um, yeah, and it's ironic that he's with uh, what was it? What was the exterminators? Yes, <laughs> and, he's, and he's a bunch of insects. Anyway, um, was, did you guys ever watch the Tick when it was on um, when it was on Fox, like the cartoon? Oh, yeah, like, the episode where the Tick is—I can't remember who he was fighting, right? But he punches a guy in the face, and the guy just turns into cockroaches, and the Tick just loses his shit and has to go to therapy <laughs> for it. Like, <laughs> That's what it makes me think of. He's like, yeah, I'm all for punching a guy, but when the guy's face turns into a million cockroaches, that's just wrong. Um, To to go back to the original question, uh, the origin of the Spider's Man. Peter Parker was once a promising young student invited by Max Modell alongside his best friend, Gwen Stacy, to tour his bleeding-edge company at Horizon Labs. One of the experiments the pair observed was a massive colony of spiders Modell was bombarding with numerous radioactive particles in the name of genetic alteration. Parker fell into the colony where he was seemingly devoured, but in the process, the spiders became a singular hive mind construct that absorbed Parker's consciousness. Masquerading as the man they absorbed, the hive, calling calling itself Spiders Man, put on a costume and began to fight crime in Cruel York. (laughs) Cruel York. Uh, Amazing. Oh God! Absolutely, mate. <laughs> the comic definitely did come up with um, quite a number of interesting ones. Um, when did the comic come out? Two thousand four. About uh, fourteen. So excuse me. 14. 14. I was reading. I was reading that Spider Ham predates all of that. Spider Ham's been around oh, for a yeah. while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spider Ham's from the eighties. Yeah, Spider Ham's from the eighties when it was just like fuck it, throw it at the wall, see if it sticks. Um, well, I mean, Mike, Mike, you know Spider Ham's origin. Please regale us. <laughs> Spider Ham. <laughs> was a regular anthropomorphic spider named Peter Porker that was bitten by a radioactive pig. Yeah. Yeah, Just he's a concept. spider bitten by... How does a pig bite a spider in... And irradiated Aunt May, who was a pig. 
<laughs> who then raises the boy as her own nephew. <laughs> because comics are amazing, and you should read them all. Um, I just, I just, I haven't seen the comic, but I just picture like the spider walking around like a like a Warner Brothers cartoon. Like it's just like, hey, look at me, I'm a spider. Like, and then the radioactive pig bites him. That happened to be even a radiated ant bag. <laughs> You're not off. You're not that far off. <sighs> Jesus. Trying to remember, was Silk before or after this? Silk was created for uh, um, Spider Verse. <laughs> yeah, Silk was part of the original Sin revelation that uh, the spider bit somebody else, right? That's like um, where he started, and then like it kicked right into this, or maybe I I know. So the um, talking about Dan Slott and how he ties things together, the inheritors specifically Morlin. Um, who ends up being he? Moreland was a character created by J. Michael Straczynski when he was writing the book, uh, was writing Amazing Spider-Man. Um, and honestly, if you haven't read that story, it's called Coming Home. It's one of my favorite stories uh, because you get these really great distilled Peter Parker Spider-Man moments. Like Peter, Peter is fighting Moreland, um, who is this like energy vampire. Um, and Moreland, he can't stop him. Like, nothing he does slows him down, even. The best he can do is run away from him. And once he's touched him, which he already has, there's nowhere Peter can go that Moreland can't find him. Um, so, Peter, fucking battered, bruised, and just in as bad a shape as you've ever seen him, calls Aunt May and is like, you were a great aunt, and I love you. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to see you anytime soon, but I just wanted to be sure that you, I wanted to be sure that you knew that. And it's this beautiful moment where he's like, I'm going to die. I know I'm going to die. I need to, I need to make peace with a couple things. Um, and he gets to, to, to be fucking like scientist Peter Parker to fix the problem. Um, but, uh, Moreland, you know, Moreland was created, uh, uh, for that story. And then Dan Slott goes back and is like, well, what if Moreland was like one of a family? What if there was like a whole family of these monsters? How would that work? Another thing that's created in that in that initial story is the idea that um, Spider-Man and, and a lot of fans balk at this, but I think it's actually kind of cool. Um, Spider-Man isn't uh, um, his powers don't come from radiation. Uh, Spider-Man is a totem for the spider. Um, and, and like one of the explanations in story is think about all of your villains. They're all animal based and they're all pretenders. Fakers hate the real thing. You are a legitimate totem. And so that's how the, that, that's what the inheritors feed off of. They can take energy from anything, but pure totems are way better, way better. They taste better. They're better for you. Um, so it makes they, them feel like a mortal, right? Like that's what keeps them. Exactly. That's, like that's what keeps them yeah, like kind of like Doctor Sleep. Yeah, yeah, uh, hundreds or thousands of years old. They travel between universes and they find uh, they find the spider totems and they feed off of them. Um, and uh, 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 yeah, the, the the fucking inheritors are all. It's a whole fucking family. These assholes who are incredibly powerful, super. And that's the thing; they don't have like laser vision or anything. They're just really fucking strong and damn near invulnerable. Um, so it takes this entire you like, like universes worth of Spider-Man and spider people to fight these things. Um, 
who would only, you know, feast on them if they get the chance. Um, I had an original point for that. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just reading up on Silk right now. Like, it's a great I, fucking I don't, story. Oh, I don't know why I never yeah, was. Silk. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Silk. So, um, in the original story for Coming Home, um, there's this this dude who just shows up. Uh, you know, Peter's out patrolling, and he looks over to the side, and there's this, like, late middle-aged guy who is perched on the building next to him, sticking onto it the way that he does. And he's like, hey, I'm Ezekiel. You should talk to me. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? And you find out that Ezekiel um, is also a totem. Uh, but... And you know they don't really go into it, but you 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 get little flashes of like how he got his powers, and it's decidedly different from how Peter got his. Um, it becomes this like fucked up like I went into the jungle and did some awful shit, and <laughs> now I am also a powerful totem, and it's kind of cool. Uh, but Ezekiel is this fucking billionaire uh, who's like, so there's this thing you need to know. Um, you are a totem for this animal, and there is this interdimensional. Uh, monster that is going to come and feed off of you and kill you. Um, I have built a fucking giant bunker uh, that is designed specifically to keep you away from him. Uh, if he can't find you, uh, or if he can't, if he doesn't touch you, he can't find you. Um, so the plan is, you go in the bunker, uh, you stay in the bunker for a couple years, and then when Moreland has basically given up that you're not here, uh, you come out. Peter's like, fuck that shit. Um, what happens if he can't find me, um, but he knows that I'm around? He's like, oh, yeah, he's going to do terrible shit to the city. He's going to start, like, leveling buildings and shit. And Peter's like, oh, well, then, no. I'm not going to sit safe while people I know and love, and people I don't know and love, are put in, in harm's way. Absolutely not. It's not how I do things. And Ezekiel's like, dude, I, I hear you. I hear you. I appreciate that. Um but he will fucking murder you. He's going to murder you. You cannot fight him. You think you can. You can't do it. Um, Silk is this young Asian woman Steven? whose family took Ezekiel up on the offer. They were like, dope. Yeah, okay. Put our daughter in this fucking bunker. She'll stick around there for a while. Um, so she gets out and she's like, I don't know what the fucking world is. I don't know how it functions. Um, because she's just been like literally sheltered for most of her life. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was, she was one of the, uh, uh, other characters that, you know, if not, I'm pretty sure it was created for, uh, Spider-Verse, but if not created for it really became like forefront and, 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 uh, really fully fleshed out during that story. Yeah. Cause I feel yeah. like I remember the original sins where like somebody eats the Watu watcher's eyes or some kind of nonsense. Some um, and everyone like finds out a secret thing they didn't know. Like Thor's like, "There's a tenth realm." What? Uh, so the 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 Spider-Man one was that before dying, the radioactive spider bit somebody else, not just him, when he was on that class field trip, and it was Cindy Moon. Yep. And, and then they pushed her into that bunker, and she's been sitting in there doing nothing for for forever. And yeah. then here she is. Yeah, she was like a like a kid kid when it happened too. Um, so she's maladjusted. Uh, and, <laughs> she doesn't really know how to function. And uh, interestingly enough, in terms of Silk, she is one of the two characters that we are confirmed for Spider Verse Two. Nice. Oh, okay, that's awesome. She, she is. She is. She was confirmed in the 
teaser that they put out sometime earlier this year. Oh, who's the Her other one? Her and um, I can't remember the name, but it's basically the 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 Spider Man from like the seventies Jap- Japanese show. Ah, Spider Man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get out of here. Of course, you know that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Spider Man. Yeah. I I would I was I was betting you were gonna say like Spider Punk, the the hobby Spider brown price shows up. Yeah. I mean, probably yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Is also a great character. Speaking of the inheritors of the scene, where I was like, "Oh, okay, things are getting serious now." The the Spider UK, like the Captain Britain. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if if Spider Man got all the Captain Britain powers, just just dumped right on on top of them, and he's the one like where they're meeting it, like his universe of the multiverses, and he's like, "Yeah, you guys can all hang out here because like." They're trust me. They're not gonna touch. Us they're gonna. At all. Yeah, they're gonna. Keep uh, I'm super powerful, so just like don't even worry about it. And then like Morland's dad, Solus, shows up, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna eat you." And he eats Spider UK or Captain. Br- I don't know. Remember exactly what they call him. Um, but like then all the other Spider Men like scatter, and that's kind of like the midway point of the whole arc and it's like okay we're in big trouble now because if they can take down our big gun we're we're all going to be in trouble here oh yeah i mean shit i just uh i just remembered um there's a version of spider-man that's uncle ben yeah 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 the that old, it, that it, they call him like old man the whole time or whatever yeah 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 that's yeah there, it, it's uncle ben and he has little peter on his shoulders um and they're a team they 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 uh, they work together, but there's also I mean there's there's multiple Bens that all end up becoming Spider-Man. Where it's 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 the reverse, where Peter's the one who gets killed, and so Ben is like, all right, I gotta I gotta do something with this. Um, yeah, it's fucking it's fucking ripe for for tragic storytelling. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, uh, based on the what you guys have described, like, do you think this is something they could potentially adapt? For Spider Verse sequel, that's the hardest question because I, I remember when I first heard they were doing Into the Spider Verse. My first thought was, how the hell are they going to yeah. introduce the general populace to the Inheritors as a villain? And then, like when I kind of heard, like, oh, they're not. Okay, that's probably a good idea. Um, I mean, it got popular enough that like now the popularity of the first one and how much people love like the various Spider characters. You could probably br- use a lot of the the time in the beginning to introduce that villain if they wanted to. But I don't think they have to. Uh, I think there's a lot of. I mean, there's <laughs> Batman or Spider Man. You tell me which one's got the bigger, badder rogues gallery because it's kind of one of those two. It usually there's comes a, down to the two of them. Yeah, there's a lot of villains they could go with. Um, but I, I'd be surprised if I heard they're like Morlin showing up. I, I I would be surprised. It requires. Even within the comic itself, there are so many weird leaps that you have to be like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, <laughs> where where a lot of it ties back to Dan Slott just being like Spider Man. Okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. Like like uh, um um what uh what Steve was talking about earlier is it's it's straight up it is Brian Braddock, Captain Britain, who has just become Captain Britain, who become who then also gets the spider powers. Um and there's a whole like, and then there's also the Captain Universe thing, and it's just there's all kinds of crazy shit. Oh yeah. Um, okay. But uh, it, I, I would be very surprised if they tried to do like a one to one adaptation of it. Um, then again, you know, if you just pitched me the idea of Spider Verse uh, into the Spider Verse 
I'm like, that's a terrible idea for a movie. There's too many characters. There's too much shit going on. You're, you're trying to get way too experimental with the appearance of it. Like, just fucking reel that shit in. Um, but when you have a team, like that creative team, yeah, dude, I'm down I, for whatever I, the fuck they want to do. I got to float this idea by you guys. I, ha- I just had it, and I got to see what you guys think for, for a sequel. If we want to explore multiple Spider-Men, what would be the best thing to do? have an anti-spider-man like a symbiote that's going around in the multiverse and corrupting various spider-men like the inheritors were going after different multiverse ones but this is a far more recognized villain and then you have almost a bunch of evil spider-men versus a you know a couple of good spider-men the ones we know and they gather up more and it's just like an arms race what um what video game was that fuck um maybe I played it yeah. on 360, and it was basically like you played as Spider-Man. You were going against Venom, but you could get into the black suit. And you basically – it was like a free roam where you could like – at one point, it's like, hey, return Mary Jane's phone call, or you can go hook up with Black Cat. And I was like, I'm going with Black <laughs> Cat. Yeah. Like I can't remember the name of the game, but basically like was Venom – Was it Shattered? Um... Venom basically like has these pods all over New York City, and it starts taking over everybody. Like at one point, like Wolverine becomes a symbiote. Yeah, I was going to say, it was like, Wolverine, it was like Web of Shadows or something yes, like that. Something like that, yeah. Web of Shadows, 2008, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that uh, was, uh, Shattered Dimensions is the one I thought it was. That's uh, the one that was 2010. That's, that's the, the one that Mysterio has... takes the, like, the scepter at the beginning or whatever, and... Maybe? You, you play as, like, you play as 2099, Ultimate, and... And Noir, and... Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and no, but the, the the game that Mike's talking about is definitely Web of Shadows because yeah, the the Vox art has both Wolverine and has Spider Man, Wolverine, and Venom in it. You do um, that, except instead of having him take over New York City, what it is is like you have um your standard you have Miles Miles fighting Venom for the first time because like I don't even know what they've done with Venom in the Miles continuity. I mean, is he still Eddie Brock at this point? Venom, they they've they've done, man. That happened this year, right? Where Miles actually got the symbiote. I, I felt like that. I, I felt like I, I shared that picture in the group of of what it looked of what it looked like when when Miles had it. I'm not gonna say no. I think you're. I think you are right. There was a um, Spider Gwen that just did Venom too, right? Didn't she do it recently? Uh, Gwenum, yeah, yeah, (laughs) which is one of those like, oh, that's so perfect for marketing. Um, it's like Gwenpool, yeah. So, there has been, and man, if I had, if I knew five years ago I was going to say this sentence, I'd have balked at myself. Some really interesting Venom stories going on for the last (laughs) couple years. Um, guy named Donnie Cates has been doing some wild shit with that character. Dude, that one where he's basically the codex for all superheroes. Did you ever read that one? Like Maybe. Venom, like never Venom never dies, right? In concept, like he's just he's alive all the all the time. And like Eddie Brock's like body, this is like 300, 400 years in the future. And the oh, the okay. symbiote is basically like keeping Eddie Brock's like body alive somehow. It's like I can't leave you, Eddie, because if I do, you're just gonna turn to dust. And like all heroes are gone. All life is gone. And there's this like alien presence that's like, yeah, I've been trying to wipe out all existence and you're fucking standing in my way, symbiote. And the symbiote has touched all of these different heroes and somehow like manifests itself into like this army of heroes. 
and like fights the thing at the end. It was it was a really fucking heady story concept, but it was neat. And like I remember reading it, and I was just like, oh, I remember when I read it. I was on pain meds after I had my um, kidney stone, <laughs> and I was like, this is some trippy shit. I was like, is this a drugs or is this a book? And like, yes. Both, yes. No, but then I read it after afterwards, and I was like, "This is really fucking good." It's 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 out there. It's weird, but it was it was good. And then there's that Agent Venom thing where Venom is attached to um, Flash Thompson, and mm-hmm. Thompson is a um, Afghanistan vet. Yep. And like Flash. a pair, like they um, he lost his legs. He he lost his legs below the knees, and when he's Venom, he has, he has full uh, full control. Um, they man, they have done some really interesting stuff with characters that I do not give a fuck about like fucking carnage. I don't give two shits about carnage and they have managed to, to do some, some cool shit with it. But like, there's this whole, um, there's this whole, like one of my, my favorite artists, uh, uh, drew the six issue miniseries with Donnie Cates, uh, stories called silver surfer black. And it's this story about the silver surfer, uh, uh, getting sucked into a wormhole or a black hole, which then shunts him back to the beginning of the universe. And he has to try and make it back to now. And in, in going, getting stuck back there, um, he, he's the first person. He's the, he's the first, uh, 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 like person with any kind of ties to earth to meet null, the God of the symbiotes. And null is now like a, a major big bad for Marvel. Um, no, like, the symbiote planet acts as sort of like a prison for him. Like he's so stupid, crazy powerful uh, that they've been trying to like keep him under wraps and locked up. Um, and, and carnage is trying to do his best to, to set him free. Uh, so venom has become much more like the, uh, the venom from the like mid nineties, like the anti-hero character um, where like, you know, P- Peter, Peter and Eddie don't really get along, but they, they have been working together a lot more of late um, than they have been in the past. Uh, and it's, it's good shit, man. Like it's, I, I, it's always painful to say, but it's just, actually just pretty like picture, wild. picture this concept though. Miles gets um, the symbiote suit, fights it off, ends up like asking somebody for help. And in doing so, the symbiote gets into the multiverse and starts possessing the other spider people. And, and it, yeah, I was go ahead. Say, and that's how that could be how you bring in that could be how you tie in Spider Man 2099 because you had that post, uh, that post credit teaser at the end of the first one. And mm. maybe that could be like him, uh, him observing this, this happening, which is why he wants to go back to the beginning. I love the idea of all of them getting back together and miles is so excited to show all of his friends with the similar powers and shit. Hey, I, I, I found this thing and the, and the symbiote comes up on them and they all freeze. Oh yeah. <laughs> like everybody knows what it is except him. And they're like, don't fucking move kid. We gotta, we gotta deal with this right now. Kill it, with, like, fire. No, Kill it with fire and he's sonic blast. Yes. I, don't, I don't understand. Like what's, what's the problem? And like, and it's Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham is the one who has to explain to him that this monster can, like, destroy civilizations and shit. Nice. Uh, See, I'm almost picturing that scene as, like, kind of the very beginning. And, you know, in, in the twist, you think they're going to team up together and do a whole thing. And the symbiote kind of recognizes, like, I'll trade four for one. 
and it jumps off of Miles and grabs the other four, and they scatter. And I'm oh. like, I don't know. I, and now I, he has to go and get other people. I just screwed my other friends. I got to go find some other Spider-Men here because I know there's other ones yes. out there. And then that's how you bring in the new people, and they're going to save his friends against like the the Venom versions of themselves. That's fucking. Yeah, that could definitely work, especially because uh, one of the other things they said they want to do is they they want to focus in like Gwen Stacy's going to be a big part of Spider Verse Two, not only because she's awesome, but but they're hoping to spin her off into her own spinoffs movie nice. eventually. Same. And yeah. this movie in particular is also going to focus on the budding romance between her and Miles since they, they they ended up cutting a lot of it out uh, to make sure the other characters had screen time in the first one. I mean, that's a smart play. Like you got a, you got a lot of characters. They, they did a, a pretty damn good job covering everybody's covering all that ground. But you know, the, the trade-off there is, you know, some things have to, to end up on the cutting room floor. You can't explore fully all the things you want to do. Um, yeah, fuck. I'm really excited about that idea of the, the you know, and you and you know you could you could have it be like it's uh, uh oh shit you could have it be like you know, like old man Eddie Brock ends up being the one who's like oh, able to kind of help go. them uh, uh take it down um like like yeah like you think it's Venom you think it's Venom initially and it's actually like you know it's a symbiote that that kind of tries to mimic more uh, uh um uh, uh symbiote other symbiotes that aren't as aggressive and aren't as dangerous um and you find it's like i don't know it's fucking carnage uh or it's 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 shriek or it's some other like awful fucked up monster where where eddie's the one who has to be like look miles is right like venom's not inherently evil it just doesn't like it it it, it it doesn't know how we function. Like if you spend any time with it and really, and really actually spend time with it, you know, you can absolutely turn it more toward your side, but that thing, no, that thing is here to hurt people. That's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that? That could could be really good. You hear that Sony? We just wrote it for you. (laughs) Yeah. So you're Sony's a Patreon, right? They need to be. Yeah. I could even, I, I could even imagine old man, Eddie, being from the same universe as Peter B. Parker, mm-hmm. and they have like this Johnny Daniel Cobra Kai thing going on <laughs> throughout Spider Verse Two. I would just—I can't remember what movie it was. I've def- I've definitely seen it, but I would love to see an out of shape Peter Parker going up against an out of shape Eddie Brock, and them trying to fight <laughs> each other, and them both just being exhausted and just like laying there on the ground, being like, "Are you done? Yeah, I'm done." See, I imagine shit. it. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine <laughs> it more like. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> like Bill Murray trying to fight Dolph Lundgren, like it's like Eddie, even even as like you know in his his mid like mid fifties or, or early sixties, is still like in great shape because of the symbiote. He still takes very good care of himself, um, and he's just like, dude, come on, man, like we're past this. It's it, it it's it's now like this begrudging respect, where it's like you do your thing, I do my thing, we don't get in each other's way. Um, it is Daniel and Johnny. It is totally yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, fuck. I just wrote it for you, Sony. There you go. You're sure. welcome. All right, guys. It is closing in on 11 o'clock here, so let's go ahead and uh, close up shop. Hey, all you patrons out there, you thought we were just going to talk about Spider-Verse a little bit. You also got some extra Venom content. You're fucking welcome. 
that's how we are. That's how we roll. We want to give you as much content as we possibly can. Because honestly, like the fact that you guys are taking your money and throwing a little bit of it our, our way, especially with all the shit that's going on in the world, we appreciate that. That means the world to us. Like anybody who's buying our t-shirts, who's sh like contributing on the pa uh, Patreon, thank you. Like that's just, that's incredibly awesome. It really does mean a lot to us. And all we can do is do episodes like this to show our appreciation and gratitude. Um, plus, uh, Miranda, at some point, I need to know what the sticker came out like because you are the first Patreon subscriber that got a Ripley sticker. I need a picture of this. I need to see how our little robot buddy is doing. So I, I'm, I'm very excited about that. So I'll have to reach out to her and see. But yeah, this was awesome. I, I learned a little bit about the Spider Verse. Um, I was I uh, blocked Spider's Man from my my memory. Uh, thank you for reminding me of that. Good luck sleeping tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God, they're everywhere. <laughs> One of my favorite jokes is uh, <laughs> is is Peter stopping a bank robbery, and the one guy like takes a hostage, and Peter's like, "All right," and he just kind of like hunkers down like kind of stand still the guy's like what are you doing he's like i'm summoning the spiders and he goes what and he's like yeah yeah i'm 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 calling all the spiders in the city here Did, why do you think they call me that and the guy just gives up like, <laughs> he's just like nope nope he's probably it's probably bullshit but i, I don't want to risk, risk it <laughs> fantastic all right uh to all of my ggr contributors uh, especially these these three knuckleheads um you guys are awesome i appreciate you doing this with me every week it is the highlight of my week so big thanks to steve monick big thanks to mc brooks james rambo to all of our writers out there as well to ben shapiro i promised him i would do this mr benjamin shapiro is writing a lot of great stuff for our website in fact he has a book that you guys should check out it is and i'm gonna pull it up because i if not i will name of this book um i actually the cover art for this book was created by yours truly so if you just if you buy it just for the sake of having my art in front of you then you know whatever works as long as you're buying ben's book the title of the book is the polka kings of wisconsin meet the creature of the black church <laughs> and black church is an evil church not like you know, like a church of black people, because that would be horrible and racist. <laughs> this is not like, like, like an Alabama Baptist church. That's not the kind of church we're talking about. No, it's it's gotcha. not like that. No, like like dark, evil things coming from this church. The church is physically black, like made of obsidian. There you go. Buy his book. It's on Amazon. <laughs> and and this is a comedy book, I assume. It's it's more <laughs> horror, but there is some comedy going on in it as well. It's 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 a really interesting concept. Um, it was fun as the editor of our website. I edited the book and I got to read all the, the uh, issues of it, which you can actually read it directly on Great Geek Refuge. We have our own category for it, GGR Serials. And like, there's a really cool Lucky Charms box that I made that says GGR Serials on there. So there's that too. Come for the story, stay for my goofy art that I like to make every now and then. But all yeah, check check out his his stories buy buy a copy of his book uh it's on amazon again it is um the polka kings of wisconsin meet the creature of the black church check it out as soon as you possibly can but for all of us here at the greek geek refuge my name is mike lunsford and together there are no heights we cannot achieve thank you for listening to ggr pirate radio Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy! Yeah.